This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday morning. That means we get to spend the next 10 minutes or so with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Always a pleasure on a Friday. Dr. Hammond, good morning. Good morning, Brad. And I see there's a newspaper headline on uh, 2024 could be like 1938. So I think that's... Uh, reference to the fact that 1938 was just before the Second World War. Mm. And there is a lot of talk that the world could be heading into a Third World War, and there's a whole series of possible war scenarios out there, including the fact that the United States of America seems to be running a, a surrogate war, a proxy war against Russia, and that they are spoiling for a fight with China and also now with Iran. So America could be facing a three-front war, and what. Russia, China, and Iran have in common is that they are nuclear powers. If Iran isn't a nuclear power yet, it will be very soon. And uh, it's incredible to think that America is spoiling for multiple fights. They're not like the Wehrmacht. They can't fight a a war on two, three, four, five fronts um, and manage. Uh, In fact, the U.S. military is not in a very good state of readiness at all. They're very woke and they have their pronouns organized, but that doesn't mean they're battle ready. And that's for sure. And there's a lot of military experts saying America's are going to come very far short because what wins wars is not just technology, it's it's men. And, uh, you know, having a bunch of uh, gender-affirming trans people who woke uh, doesn't quite equate to what has been traditionally understood as men who can fight. So we're in a situation where there might be war, there might be a global war, there might be a nuclear war. Um, It's not just possible, it's even probable. And the question is, can America get a real presence, an honest, free and fair election uh, in time to stop the madness that's been carrying on under the ventriloquist dummy who's inhabiting the White House right now? But that's another story. Uh, What is encouraging, though, amidst some of the insanity that you see in international politics, is there's massive rising resistance from citizens against the woke nonsense and the World Economic Forum Globalist Mm. Agenda 2030 and all the bureaucratic red tape, suffocating bureaucracy and excessive environmental uh, insanity of the rules that are suffocating farms, food, farmers, freedom, fuel. You can see there's a war on food, there's a war on farmers, there's a war on fuel, and there's certainly a war on freedom and there's rising resistance. Now, in Italy, um, we've seen uh, Giorgi Maloney and the Brothers of Italy come to power. In Austria, the Freedom Party in France, great rising support for the National Front of Marie, Maria, uh, Marion Le Pen. And uh, we're seeing Geert Wilders in the Netherlands getting massive support. Now, Geert Wilders wrote a tweet last year that the Netherlands had become a country full of asylum profiteers, woke crazies, climate fools, non-binary farmer haters and drug addicts and the uh, People's Freedom Party or the PDV of Gert Wilders has now become the greatest, the largest political party 
in the House of Representatives in the Netherlands, what they're calling the biggest political upset in Dutch history uh, since uh, the Second World War, mm. uh, as uh, the PVV party, which represents the farmers in particular, has risen dramatically. And uh, the uh, Dutch citizens have plainly rejected the World Economic Forum uh, young global leader, Mark Rutter, who's a real a friend and protege of uh, Klaus Schwab, um, who is trying to euthanize half the cattle, close down half the farms, put more than half of the farmers in Netherlands out of work. And there's been great resistance against that, and his policies have collapsed. After less than one and a half years in rule, Mark Rutter's party's out, and uh, he's out of power, and the people have plainly spoken and rejected the insanity of trying to destroy one of the greatest agricultural industries in the world. The Netherlands must have some of the finest farmers in the world. They have turned that little, little country, Netherlands, into the second largest food export in the world. It's a hundred billion euro a year industry, wow. agricultural products that are exported from Netherlands. And here they had a prime minister who's trying to destroy their agriculture, destroy their farmers, kill half their cattle and close half their farms because of some nebulous um, climate change uh, voodoo kind of predictions which really and truly um, insane things to commit economic agricultural suicide. What's going to happen if we have less farmers and less food? Famine. But bear in mind you've got World Economic Forum uh, goals of trying to bring the world's population down to 500 million. Now right now it's about 8 billion so what happens to the other 7.5 billion surplus people, uh, useless eaters, as some of them call us. And uh, obviously, there's got to be some serious famine and uh, even pandemics and so on in order to bring the world's population down to the goal that the World Economic Forum and the uh, Rio Agenda 2030 crowd are saying, which they want to bring the world into easier control. They don't need so many peasants to operate the machinery anymore because they've got AI and there's all kinds of industrialization which has made it possible for them to have less people on the world and still carry on their economy. And for this reason, uh, they are trying to wage a war against food, fuel and freedom, which will result in a much smaller population. And as they're plainly heading us towards a global war, even a nuclear war, it's incumbent upon normal citizens stand up and resist. And you're seeing massive farmer protests across the Netherlands, Germany, France, Poland, Spain, Italy, Greece. It, there's really rising resistance to the great global reset. Klaus Farm spoke about the Great Reset and wrote a book with that title, The Great Reset, uh, back in 2020, which is just another euphemism for great revolution, where they change everything, change all of society, and they were trying to make the COVID cult uh, in 2020, uh, the new normal, as they call it. But you can see there's a lot of rising resistance, and that should encourage us. And in Africa, there's also great hope as well. Operation World informs us there are now over 680 million Christians in Africa. And that number's set to double by 2050. In the next 25 years, if present trends continue, our continent is expected to be home to 1.2 billion Christians. And the challenge, though, is that there's only 150 million Bibles and New Testaments in Africa. Mm. And that means there's about 500 million 
Christians in Africa who do not yet have a Bible or a New Testament. And that means Africa's greatest need right now is Bible teaching and Bibles because most pastors in Africa have no formal Bible college training and uh, most pastors don't have a study Bible even. And so there's a great need for more study Bibles, there's a great need for more Bibles to be distributed. Many of the churchgoers and a few don't have their own copy of a Bible. Mm. And so that's uh, a high priority to ensure that we get Bibles distributed throughout Africa. Our mission's literature to Africa has been distributing absolutely free about 100 tons of Bibles and books every year. But it's actually a drop in the ocean of the need in Africa. We need to massively increase the Bible distribution and uh, the Bible training, which includes uh, itinerant um, missionaries traveling around, running seminars and courses, biblical preaching workshops, and helping the people uh, throughout Africa where the church are growing so phenomenally. So we're facing a situation of tremendous persecution worldwide. Officially, one in seven Christians live under high levels of persecution from their governments. One in seven Christians worldwide. That represents about 365 million Christians live under persecution. Last year, we know 5,000 believers who were killed because of their faith. There were more, but that's the ones we know the names of. Hmm. About 4,000 Christians were detained by their governments for church activities. And 15,000 churches, missions, or Christian schools were attacked last year. 15,000. And 300,000 believers were driven from their homes and became refugees because of war and extremism. So there's rising um, persecution of Christians around the world, but then there's massive rising growth in the church. The church is growing to such an extent, Africa will be the most Christian continent on earth in just 25 years, and there'll be more Christians in Africa than in the rest of the world combined by 2050. That's the predictions. And in this situation, the challenge to us is, can we rise to the occasion and provide enough Bible teaching and Bibles to help this growing church, which is a major part of the resistance to the globalist New World Order 666 um, kind of global government that is warned about in Revelation 13. So we are living in exciting, difficult times. There's great danger, but there's also great opportunity as we rise to the occasion. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, and we are called to make disciples all nations and teach obedience to all things that the Lord has commanded. That's the voice and the thoughts of Dr. Peter Hammond. Thanks so much, Dr. Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. And as we do every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, a Christian perspective on the news, you can find them all as podcasts on kpulpit.co.za. You simply click podcast. Dr. Peter Hammond, many thanks to you. Have yourself a really great weekend. Thank you so much. God bless, bro. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.